What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sit Number Sit podcast, episode number four. Today, I have the pleasure of having with me a very special guest, a friend of mine, Dr. Maureen Smith. She is an organic chemistry instructor with over 10 years of teaching experience. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry with emphasis on forensics. Wow. From the State University of New York at Albany and has a PhD in organic chemistry from the University of Southern Mississippi. Dr. Smith is a member of American Chemical Society and the two-year college chemistry consortium. One of her major accomplishments was the nomination for Excellence in Teaching Award in 2017. That being said, welcome Dr. Maureen. Thanks so much for taking the time to come to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Sid, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much. Thank you. Good. Thank you. So, um, so tell me more about yourself, you know, your family background, um, you know, how did you get into this and so forth? Sure. So I am the oldest of six kids. I grew up in a smallish sort of town about an hour and a half north of New York City. Um, and then as far as getting into chemistry, all throughout my schooling, I just had really great teachers, um, a lot of really good science teachers, especially one in high school who was just awesome, had the best demonstrations, the best personality, all the students loved her, but she was really good at explaining everything in just a way that it was very relatable. And that was really my first hook into chemistry. And then in college, again, I had more great instructors. Um, so I just continued my love for chemistry there. And then in graduate school, my research advisor was really fantastic and meshed the chemistry with the educational aspect and really um, gave me that guidance to go into teaching at that point. So, so if I understand correctly, so what you just mentioned was one of the driving factors for you to dive into the chemistry field and the teaching aspect, correct, as a profession? Correct, correct. Yeah, wow. so I, I just, from when I was really little, I enjoyed like teaching and tutoring my neighbors and siblings and I would make them play school with me. So I kind of always wanted to be a teacher. I just didn't know what kind. And then when I saw all these great uh, science instructors, I just thought that was so cool because they do something that not a lot of people are always interested in, but they made it so interesting for all the students that they had. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I have a question. So, you know, I used to do chemistry back in my high school days. Um, you know, I remember chemistry, physics, biology. It was one of the staples of our education system back home. Um, could you explain to me and the audience, what is the difference between a chemistry, organic chemistry, or is it one of the branches of chemistry? Sure. So chemistry is kind of a big general field, but then you can break chemistry down into kind of subfields. So there's five main branches of chemistry, and those would be organic chemistry, which studies mostly uh, carbon-containing compounds. There's analytical chemistry, which deals with a lot of measurements. Uh, there's physical chemistry, inorganic chemistry, and then there is biochemistry, which deals with the chemistry of living organisms and living things. So 
those are the five main branches, but then there's other sort of fields that have evolved out of them, such as nuclear chemistry or polymer chemistry or materials and things like that. Got it. Uh, going back to your educational background, I, I did notice that you're a bachelor of science, uh, but you had an emphasis in forensics, correct? Right. Correct. And, and then you transitioned into organic chemistry. Um, correct. You went to Mississippi, right? Correct. How did that happen? Like that's, that's a really big transition, you know, from forensics to organic. What's right. the story behind that? So I love true crime and I love shows like CSI and forensic files and things like that. So that's kind of why I chose the forensic track at UAlbany. So it was a chemistry degree, but then you took a couple of extra classes in uh, forensics and criminology. So originally I wanted to be working for like the state police in their crime lab. Um, but then I decided to go on to graduate school because when I was an undergraduate, I did a research internship down at the University of Southern Mississippi. And while I was there, they started pitching their graduate program. And I really liked a lot of the faculty that were there and I liked the research that they were doing. So I decided to apply there and a couple of different pro other programs because before that I didn't really think about going to graduate school. Um, so when I went for this research internship, they really opened my eyes to graduate school. And actually when I went down there during your first semester as a graduate student, you have to do research rotations. So you work in several different labs. And so I did one that was in like material science. I did one that was in organic chemistry. And then I did one that was in analytical chemistry. So more similar to the sort of forensic stuff. And for me, the best fit with the research interests, as well as the faculty advisor was the research group that I ended up with, which was not the original research group I thought I was going to end up with, but it was a good, very good fit for me and for the faculty advisor as well. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful story. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, sure. So uh, let me ask you one thing uh, a little bit more personal. So what does your dad think about you? Uh, you are currently an uh, instructor at Westchester Community College, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. So what does your dad think of you? Uh, you know, like, what does he think about your profession? What does he think? Uh, what are his views? Let's put it that way, you know. So for a while, he thought I would be better off going into an industry job or a government job. Um, but I, he has several siblings that are also teachers. So okay. um, he respects that profession. And I, I really enjoy my job. And now that I've conveyed that to him, he's supported, supportive of this job. No, that's, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So growing up, who was your role model? You know, if I was to ask you, hey, Dr. Maureen, if there would be one role model, who will it be? You know? That's a good question. Um, I would say probably, probably my parents or my grandparents, really. They just are awesome people all around. They work extremely hard for everything they have. They um, just the way they live, they're just kind people. And they, they really gave me 
a, a way that I wanted to live my life. I wanted to be like a positive person. I want to be hardworking. Um, so I would say though they were definitely my role models growing up. Well, I guess nothing better than having your parents as a role model, right? Coming from a blue collar working family, right? So mm -hmm. that's that's pretty inspiring to even uh, you know hear from from yourself. Uh, so you have had over ten years of teaching experience. Correct. What is the best part you like about teaching? What, what is it that makes you get up every day and you're like, you know what? I just want to go. I just want to teach. You know, <laughs> what's 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 that passion? You know. So I really like interacting with the students, and it's for me it's really rewarding when you're going over kind of a tough topic and they're struggling with it and maybe they don't get it in class, but they come to office hours and you're able to work through a couple of problems with them. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait, so I just do this. And all of a sudden you can just see that it starts to make sense. And then when this thing makes sense for them, everything else starts to click into place. So when the students kind of have that aha moment, it's, it really means a lot to me uh, because I, help them get there. Uh, so that's one thing that's really rewarding about teaching, at least for me. Um, and then just to see, so I teach a lot of lab classes for chemistry, to see the students be able to become more creative in the lab and become more independent in the lab. So they start off not knowing how to do anything and you have to show them the, the simplest things, which for me, since I've done that for so many years, it's no big deal, but for them, you have to start from scratch. And so to see them grow as a scientist and learn all these new skills, that's pretty cool too. And a lot of the things that we teach them, they can take into other classes or other fields. So I do a lot with scientific writing and data analysis and interpretation. So those sort of skills, even if they're not a chemistry major, they can take on to other science classes or other fields that they're gonna go into. Very interesting perspective. Um, uh, if you remember off the camera, we were chatting about your, uh, you had a situation where I think someone told you, one of your professors that you will not be good at what you do. And then you ended up having a PhD. Could you, could you please elaborate that with our audience watching this podcast, please? Sure. So <laughs> my second year of college, I had a pretty rough experience with organic chemistry too because I was working and I had a tough course load on in addition to organic chemistry too. And I was going to the professor for office hours. And one day when I was there, he just suggested that I drop the class and that I change my major because I wouldn't pass the class and I probably wouldn't make it in that major. So I actually did end up dropping the class just so I could focus on my other classes, but I enrolled in it over the summer did much better uh, and was able to get through that. And then I finished out the major, finished on time. Um, and then after undergraduate, I was able to go on and get a PhD in chemistry. So kind of stuck it to him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I get this. I hope the teacher is watching this, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you know? Uh, so, so what are you, where do you see yourself three to five years from now in your profession? You know, do you see yourself uh, doing something else or maybe climbing up the, up the ladder? What's, what's your goal? 
So hopefully I will, in like five years, I'll have tenure at my college. Um, and hopefully I'll be much more involved in the school, um, just doing committee work and um, that sort of stuff with the college. Um, so that's kind of where I'm hoping to go with it. Right now, everything's been online, so it's a little bit more challenging to get involved with things. And also, it's just been my first year, so they encourage you to focus on your teaching. So over the next couple of years, I really want to get involved in different committees, get involved in different uh, academic activities, um, work with different groups of students, maybe become a faculty advisor for some sort of group. So sort of things like that, really getting more involved with the things going on on campus. You know, one thing that I personally like a lot about you is your drive to be better every single day. You know, you always mm -hmm. want to improve. And and I I really respect professionals like yourself with that kind of drive and work ethic, you know, so hats off to you, you know. Thank you're, you. You're doing a great you. job. A uh, couple of things I want to touch base is, you know, over the period of 10 years of teaching, what, what do you think was your most proud achievement or accomplishment, you know? So there's been a couple things. Uh, one was being nominated for an excellence in teaching award at my last university. Um, so not many people get nominated for it. And unfortunately I didn't win, but it was nice to be nominated. And as part of that, you get a lot of feedback from other faculty members from other departments who will come in and observe your classes. So it was really nice to get that outside perspective on how I was doing and how they thought my classes were going. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, another thing that was really great was that in graduate school, I had an NSF, so National Science Foundation fellowship. So like a big scholarship. And this particular fellowship was called the um, GK12 program. And basically what that did was it paired you with a high school teacher in a local high school, and you would go out to the high school one or two days a week and work with that teacher to come up with demonstrations and activities for them to do, or for me and the teacher to do with their science students. So that was a pretty cool experience because I got to work with high school aged students um, and work with this teacher who may not have been able to do these sort of activities. So I was really proud of myself because that's a pretty competitive um, fellowship to achieve. And I had it for two years in a row. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. Hey, listen, even if you didn't win, just by being nominated, that's a victory, you know, and it's also, mm -hmm. so I guess, you know, you should be proud of yourself. Uh, uh, so my next question, I, I want to tie it in with your, with your chemistry as well. Um, like, what do you think it takes to be a good leader? You know, I mean, you are a professor teaching 20, 30, 40 students, and I'm sure they look at you as a leader as well, right? So mm -hmm. not everyone has to be a leader in business. One can be a leader in their profession, right? Right, right. So, so do you consider yourself a good leader and, and, and what qualities do you think make a good leader? An example. Sure. Uh, so I like to think of myself as a leader. And 
I, as far as I go, I try to be pretty patient with my students because they, I, I need to remember that I've been learning and I've known this material for 10 plus years, 15 years, whereas this is their first experience with it. So I need to be patient and recognize that they're not gonna get it right away. Um, so just being patient, um, I think it's important to clearly articulate your expectations for what they should be submitting or what you want them to, to do and to achieve. Um, I think that's really important, not just in terms of their grades, but in sort in like any field. Um, and then just be a good model for them of, so for example, in the lab, I want my students to wear safety goggles and gloves and maintain good safety practices and things like that. And so if I want them to do it, then I should be doing that as well. So in the lab, I'm always in my safety glasses, my gloves, I always wear a lab coat, I always dress properly. I model for them how I want them to um, handle certain chemicals, handle the waste. Um, so I think something like that is really important in, in being a leader. Very, very well said, very well said. And, and I'm sure you are a great example of a leader to them. And uh, you have so much to teach these kids, right? So thank you. A uh, couple of last things. I know you're on, you are on a time crunch, so um, I won't take too much of your time. Uh, what is a message? If you wanted to give a message to the audience watching this podcast, you know, uh, what would that be? You know, in terms of, uh, I mean, for you to change a major and do a PhD in it, you know, that speaks about your determination, your willpower, right? So, so how do you encourage people? You know, what's the, what's the encouraging message that you want to relate to the audience, you know, watching this podcast? Yeah, I would say keep working hard. Don't, don't ever be ashamed or embarrassed or anything to reach out for help, um, whether that be to your fellow classmates or to your instructor or some other instructor. Um, and just take advantage of any sort of opportunities that you can to learn and to grow and to be better. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, well, Dr. Maureen, it has been a pleasure, you know. Uh, I would like to invite you one more time for a longer conversation, you know, when you have more time. Um, I know you have to go and get ready to prep yourself for the next semester. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been a pleasure, you know. Um, I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and share sure. your story, your life, your experiences with all of us. And, uh, you know, um, I just want to thank you very much, you know, for giving us an opportunity. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. You're you take welcome. care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, -bye.